This is the Joy of the Lord podcast with Brother Bob. Uh, Today, we're going to be looking at overcoming. Yes, we are more than overcomers through the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And uh, so feelings of rejection, we can get beyond those by finding our identity in Christ. And uh, rejection seems to create an identity crisis. Rejection by those in the body of Christ is especially cruel, especially cruel. And uh, I and my wife uh, in the past uh, were in such position. It is uh, very deeply wounding when brothers and sisters, once uh, trusted confidants, uh, once Disciples of you in your most holy faith, uh, let's say, are in error, and they, let's say, uh, try to influence you to to follow them. And since you're following Christ, you, you cannot follow them. You must stand for Christ, and you must speak up, and, well, you must separate yourself from those who... and those who will despitefully use you for his name's sake and those who will try to protect themselves by throwing you metaphorically under the bus well you have to forgive them you must love them you must forgive them and you can try to restore them if they have a willingness to be restored always with gentleness and respect but you can't allow yourself to be a party to wrongdoing. The Bible says even the appearance of wrongdoing should be avoided. So in the body of Christ, you'll even find people who will uh, be wayward and maybe they have power in the the hierarchical structure of, of the church itself. So you must separate yourself from amongst people like that. And if those uh, in the hierarchical structure won't hear you, won't listen to you, then you have to know this. If you have peace in your heart and peace in your mind, you know that you're right, go with God. And I would never say separate from uh, a church. But sometimes, uh, well, you know, you have to go to him personally, the one who died for you, and find direction and find solace in that union and uh, many times churches are organizations after all that will have let's say political and uh, doctrinal uh, let's say roadblocks (laughs) that uh, that can stumble you. So you have to get away from a a church that is not uh, genuinely representing the true gospel. And uh, Tracy and I had to do that. And we love all those people, even the ones that were, uh, we felt were, wanted to elevate their worldly culture over the kingdom, the culture of the kingdom. But we we finally tried all we could uh, 
but they weren't willing to change. So we knew they exercised authority over us. So we had to, we had to leave the church and go to another church. We've been members now for a while, and um, yeah, you have to find people that are not elevating themselves over Christ, not elevating their culture uh, over the kingdom, the culture of the kingdom. And um, he's made one new man out of both Jew and Greek and Scythian and Barbarian and uh, male and female. One new man. And, um, you know, he, Jesus... Um, he laid his life down, shed his blood for individuals from every tribe, language, people and nation to make them a kingdom of kings and priests to give praise to our God. But uh, an earthly kingdom cannot take precedence over the kingdom of God and uh, a worldly culture cannot take precedence over the kingdom of God. So we felt ostracized and our identity uh, was crushed and we had feelings of rejection. And uh, when this happens, it does throw you into an identity crisis. We felt as though we had had a divorce when we left the church. Um... But we saw the, again, the, the session, the hierarchical structure as being uh, in opposition to the Word of God. So we had to leave. And uh, it, it, we did feel this sense of betrayal and distance and as if no one cared for us anymore. And uh, when you stand for the truth, that will happen. If you're dealing with people in authority who are not godly, but uh, put on a display of uh, religiosity uh, within their, let's say, their power and authority and justify themselves when they're clearly wrong biblically, then you must take a stance. You must examine uh, what the Bible says, and you must go with God. So we did. And your Heavenly Father sees these things when these occur. These happen in churches all the time. And uh, He approves of us. If God be for us, who can be against us? And even when we were in our mother's womb, so it says in... uh, Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. He gave us survival tools that would bring us to the place where we are today. He is a father who has been waiting for you to come home to the truth. And that truth will set you free. That's John 8, 32. So future rejection may hurt, but it will only be for a season. First uh, Peter 1.6 The Word of God is your shield against all the fiery darts of the devil. 
Ephesians 6, 16, 17. So, uh, that's what I mean. You've got to go to the Word of God and let that be your counselor. And sometimes it takes uh, finding uh, other brothers and uh, sisters that can rally around the Word of God with you and hear your your pain. And uh, but uh, that's why we go to Christ Jesus, our intermediary, who is in a, a very much our defense attorney. He represents us before a holy God, tempted in every way as we are, and yet never sinning. Uh, and so he can empathize with our weaknesses and infirmities and represent a holy God before us and pitiable uh, with loving kindness. And, uh, uh, well, he, he has mercy on us. He has compassion for us. So he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. He's closer than a brother. So in my heart, I set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge him as Lord. And I'm always ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks me to account for the hope that is within me. But I do it courteously and respectfully. I purpose to see to it that my conscience is entirely clear, unimpaired, so that when I am falsely accused as an evildoer, those who threaten me abusively and revile my right behavior in Christ may come to be ashamed of slandering my good life. Uh, there's a passage, you know, I'm sure you're all familiar with it, that uh, says, uh, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. But every word spoken against me falsely, I will refute publicly, for this is my righteous inheritance in the Lord. And so indeed, this is, uh, this is what we must look to, Scripture. Scripture, Scripture. That's where he talks to us. And uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. But you have to, well, you have to firm up who you are in Christ Jesus and get that biblical worldview and follow God and just and forgive those who've uh, attempted to impair uh, and falsely accuse uh, you as an evildoer. And uh, you've got to forgive them and let go and go with God. And uh, this would be my advice, certainly. There is a wonderful joy ahead of you if you go with God. Even though the going is rough for a while down here, these trials are only a test to our faith to see whether it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it. And my faith is far more precious to the Lord than mere gold. So our faith remains strong after being tried the test tube of fiery trials. 
and it brings us much praise, glory, and honor on the day of Christ's return. And in spite of projection, I have experienced and I declare that everything that is said about me in your word is true, Lord God. It says I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 1.3. Ephesians 1.4, I am chosen by you, my Father. Ephesians 4, I mean uh, chapter 1, verse 4, I am holy and without blame. And Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 5, I am your child, and according to your good pleasure, the good pleasure of your good will, I am your child. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, I am accepted in the beloved, meaning Christ Jesus, of course. Uh, and then Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, I am redeemed through the blood of the Lamb, the word of my testimony. And uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8, I am a person of wisdom and prudence, prudence. And Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, I am an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. And of course, in Ephesians 1, 17, I have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, I am saved by your grace, favor unearned and undeserved. And Ephesians 2, verse 6, I am settled and seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.10 says, I am your workmanship, Lord God. Ephesians 2.10. And Ephesians 2.13, I am near to you by the blood of Christ. Ephesians 2.15 says, I am a new creation. And Ephesians 2.19, I am of your household, Lord God. Ephesians 2.19 also says, I'm a citizen of heaven. And Ephesians, whoops, now we're going to Second uh, Peter uh, 1.4. It says as follows, I am a partaker of your promises in Christ Jesus. Yes, the precious, precious promises as uh, a child of the covenant. Uh, we are more than conquerors, and all those precious promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And in Ephesians 3.16, it says, I am strengthened with all might by your Spirit. And, uh, well, Lord God, Ephesians 3.17 says of us who believe, and of myself, I allow Christ to dwell in my heart by faith. And Ephesians 3.17 says, We are rooted and grounded in love. And Ephesians 4.15 uh, as follows, I speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.23, I am renewed in the spirit of my mind. And Ephesians 5, uh, chap uh, chapter 5, verse 1, 
I am your follower. And Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 2, I walk in love. And Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 8, I am light in you, Lord God. And Ephesians 5, 15, I I walk circumspectly uh, with self-evident planning and careful consideration. And uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, I am filled with the Spirit. Uh, Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 37, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, who loved me and gave himself for me. Revelation, the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 12, verse 11, I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, I am your righteousness in Christ Jesus, Lord God. And uh, 1 Peter 2, 24 says, I am healed. We know that that verse uh, from uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 53, where 1 Peter is basically reiterating that we, uh, by his stripes, we have been healed. Past tense, we have been healed. At Calvary, where healing was made available through the atonement at Calvary. Of course, John chapter 8, verse 36 says, I am free. And uh, Matthew chapter 5, 13 says, I am the salt. And salt has flavor, distinctiveness, uh, markedly different from the rest of the world. And in Jesus Christ, we want to be salty. We want to flavor others. And we want to preserve others. Because the Word of God has a preservation about it. It helps to preserve you. It helps to keep you. Uh, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing what? The Word. And His Word consecrates us. It separates us onto Him as born-again, blood-bought, blood-washed children of God through Jesus Christ. The saltiness of His His Word uh, makes us distinctively flavorful. Uh, we don't walk, walk like the world. We don't talk like the world. And people are drawn to us because of our saltiness. And uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 11 in the Amplified, I am consecrated or set apart for God. And uh, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, I am sanctified. First uh, John 5, 4, I am victorious. Uh, a victor, not a victim. And everything you say about me, Lord God, in heaven is true. So as I reevaluate uh, all I've been through and the feelings of rejection, I simply look to your word to find out how you see me. And uh, I renew my mind so I can test and approve your perfect and pleasing will and find purpose and meaning and identity uh, for you 
are my king, and you have made me your own through the blood of your son, and you will never leave us or forsake us. So others may abandon us, they may reject us, but we know, Father, that no one will ever snatch us from your hand. And uh, we just give you thanks and we bless you. We praise you today in Jesus' name. And now let us look at some scripture for reference. You might want to look at Hebrews uh, chapter 4, uh, verses 14 through 16, and Isaiah 51, uh, 7 and 8, verses 7 and 8, Isaiah 53, uh, 3 through 5, and First Peter 32, 12 through 17, Second Corinthians 4, verse 18, and First Peter 1, that is chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. And, uh, well, this is our time in, in the, uh, the Word of God today. And there are many people, again, who have experienced reject, uh, rejection of loved ones, of family members, and even church members, uh, fellow brothers and sisters in the faith. They can wound you. It's, uh, it's, it's out there. But uh, that's why we have to go to God and go to his word and go to him in prayer and find, uh, well, reinstatement that though others may cast us out, uh, if, if what you've done is to stand up for him and uh, you can find clear evidence uh, of that in the Word of God. You know, when you're standing for Him, there's certain trademarks of uh, that will distinguish. Uh, and, and people in the body of Christ can be wrong, you know. The body of Christ Himself, Christ is the head and the church is the body of Christ. But guess what? The church is a hospital, in effect, for people who are spiritually hurting. And you can be in Christ quite a long while and you can be in a religious system and uh, and not really be fellowshipping with uh, brothers and sisters who have gotten the word of God deep down in the soil of their hearts. And they may have positions of uh, leadership and so you wanna pray for them but you can't fellowship with someone who is stepping outside of uh, the kingdom. And you know there are denominations or local assemblies that are thiefdoms in some sense. They masquerade as uh, the body of Christ and there are some who are genuine in every church. But if you have tainted leadership and they won't listen to reason, they won't listen to God's word, and examples that you show them from the Word of God to guide them and direct them. And then if you can't sit under that leadership, if it, these leaders are reprobate, reprobate minds, and not following uh, the Word of God, then you, you must shake the dust from your sandals and... Uh, 
and uh, find, well, uh, pray and ask God where he'd have you be and take your time to find the right place where like-minded, scriptural uh, leadership can be found in an assembly of uh, those who love him and are called to serve him and glorify him and love. You know, Jesus said this, people will know you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And uh, when you go to leadership and they won't hear you, then you have to know that God loves you. And it's when you feel the most abandoned that you'll realize he never leaves you and never forsakes you. And he knows precisely what you're going through. So I just want to encourage anyone uh, that have, who have had strife in their local assembly, uh, and let's say leadership that's pursued non-biblical, um, um, let's say, precepts, and uh, are taking the church astray, then you, you just can't be under that kind of fellowship and allow yourself be under that kind of discipleship. Uh, if they are in, you know, if they are contrary in their doctrine, their teaching, or let's say because of just sin, uh, they are committing uh, terrible acts within the church. And you know, there's so many ways that leaders can uh, go wrong and uh, they're innumerable but if you find yourself in a church that is not willing to listen then ask God where he'd have you go and uh, and just get into these passages that I was just sharing with you so that you know that when you've done all to stand you can stand. But if they are, let's say, and their leadership are contrary to the Word of God, and you feel in your heart of hearts that their direction, they're leading the church, is not biblical and not coming from God, then pray, waiting on the Lord for Him to find the right time to remove yourself from leadership that may be antithetical in opposition to all that Christ would want in this church. And, and go find brothers and sisters you can fellowship with who uh, are taking their local assembly in the direction that is biblical and uh, yeah it's tough when you stand up for the right and people in leadership are misleading the congregation but you know the great thing is that God is still there to give you succor comfort uh, well to 
help you be reconciled to him. That's what you need. You need to be reconciled to him and find uh, brothers and sisters in the faith who are reconciled to him and who wish to lead the local assembly in a direction that is pleasing to him. And if you find yourself in a local assembly that does not, just realize that um, he is faithful and he has other assemblies which are truly following him. And I say go with God. Find out where he wants you. And, you know, have pity and forgiveness in your heart for those who mislead you and mistreat you and are not guiding you as true shepherds of the faith. Uh, You know, so just... This has been a day where we, the joy we have in him, well, is is something that comes from his word. You find in his word, again, these great and precious promises. And you find scriptures that relate to uh, your identity in him. In fact, in fact, our next episode of the Joy of the Lord podcast, I reacquainted myself with... Um, a book by uh, Hagen, uh, Kenneth E. Hagen. And I had it 30 years ago when I first believed. I got, found this little pamphlet called In Him. And it's, it's over, I think it's over 200, maybe it's 250 scriptures um, that are alluded to in this book that help you to find your identity in Him. So uh, I think we're going to explore that on our next get-together on the Joy of the Lord podcast. I think you'll find that illuminating and uh, uh, it will deepen your roots in your Master, your Savior, soon-coming King, and your friend. And uh, the Lord Jesus, even though he is wholly other, He is fully God and fully man, so he understands us. He was tempted in every way as we are, and yet he never sinned. But he empathizes with our weaknesses and infirmities. And he knows what it's like to be tempted. And uh, he is ever faithful. So even when you fail him, know this, he'll not fail you. You can always run to him. Don't run from him. That's what Satan would have you do. The accuser of the brethren... Uh, For instance, if you have a church split scenario, like my wife and I uh, almost faced, uh, but you find that there's, let's say, a heretical uh, leadership problem, um, and you find yourself, well, being on the outs, you know, being people who are an anathema in the eyes of the, the, the church leadership because, after all, you're daring to confront them. Know this, that his word is true. And if you find evidence of uh, your particular assembly uh, having leadership that's not following his word, 
putting giving his word first place, then, you know, clearly he doesn't want you to be in a church that is in opposition to his word. So uh, again, you prayerfully uh, wait and patiently wait and continue to see if there's any way you can find understanding between you and leadership. And if there isn't, then you move on and go with God and know that uh, he is faithful and he'll find you the right place to be. So uh, anyway, until next time we meet, this is Brother Bob wishing you uh, all God's best and, uh, and the joy of the Lord. May it be yours today. And uh, hopefully some of these passages we studied, uh, you have time to look them up and find your identity in Christ. And we'll continue along this theme for a while. And uh, our next project will be the In Him pamphlet by Kenneth uh, E. Hagen, uh, which is uh, really good. All right. Well, we bid you a fond adieu. Until next, next time on the Joy of the Lord podcast. This is Brother Bob. Good day.